Hi, and welcome back to the Weed Wild and Woke podcast. Hi. I'm here with Glenn. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done being super, super toasty, and I'm still like riding the tail end of my toastiness. Oh, no. So, um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting podcast. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since i have recorded a podcast and i feel like i should probably address that because i was just talking to somebody today and they were uh i guess they were listening to the pizza episode and they were asking when the new episodes were coming out and i was like actually we're working on one right now um but yeah it's been like a month and a half there's been a lot going on i won't get into it right now but you know just a lot of mental health stuff and life stuff and things happening plus the internet kind of cutting out and not being reliable and it's just been a like a little whirlwind for like a month and a half but i'm back and i'm happy and i'm happy that we're making time um and yet i want to do a quick check-in real quick because that's what i like to do and i'll try to keep it as short as possible I know that Glenn hates his part, so... Oh, no, I hate doing this. <laughs> I, I don't know why. He, like, this is, like, literally his least favorite part. And it's literally just checking in with yourself. Uh, I just freeze here. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I will start, as usual, because I know you need a minute to, like, gather yourself or whatever. <laughs> um, my quick check-in is I'm doing a lot better, obviously, because I'm being more creative and doing the things that I want to do, even though it's really, really hard. But, um, you know, I went through some, some moments of despair and mental health issues because I don't really know why it's just been stressful and life has been stressful, but I'm happy to be back. Um, that sub job that I was talking about for like four weeks straight or probably more like a month or two straight, that didn't quite work out. So, I'm just going to stay at the job that I'm currently in and wait it out through the summer. So that's pretty much the only thing that needs updating. Other than that, we've just been working and I don't know. Do you have anything? Any updates? Any highlights? He's <laughs> nodding his head right now. Like No, not really. I've been doing not okay, but okay at the same time. Just Dang. pushing through everything. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. It hurts right here. Where's right here? Right here, in my circle around my heart. <laughs> little bubble. Wait, why does it hurt there? Because it's okay and not okay at the same time. You want to talk about it? I am good. No? No, I'm okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I hope you feel better. <laughs> I'll feel better. I hope things get exponentially better. They'll be eleganto. Eleganto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys are watching Spy Family, but that shit is awesome. I freaking love that show. It's elegant. It's so good. <laughs> so if you don't watch Spy Family, then that's what it's from. So we've been watching it in Discord. Um, almost every Sunday we've been watching the new episodes. So that's been super fun. Anyways, straight into the topic because we have a lot to cover. At least I think I think we'll have a lot to cover. Um, and this podcast episode was actually suggested by Glenn. So 
Ooh. 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 Surprise. Shocker. I'm surprised. Surprise. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Before we start, though, real quick. We spent like four hours trying to figure out how to record with two mics. So if we could just appreciate the fact that it's working and we are using two different mics right now, I think deserves a round of applause because Glenn figured it out and golf clap, golf clap. I got super frustrated and he was able to figure it out. So, you know, this hopefully awesome sounding podcast was made possible by Glenn today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cough, clap. I can't clap. I have my hands full. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Here, hold on. Knee claps, knee claps, <laughs> knee claps. Knee claps. Let's go. <laughs> um, you want to tell them what the podcast episode is about? Um, this podcast episode is brought to you by Lucid Dreaming. <laughs> where anything is possible if you put your mind to it. This, this uh, podcast is sponsored by Lucid Dreaming. <laughs> Pretty much. The foundation. Um, I think it's interesting though, because it's not something that I really talked about and it's not something that I don't think you and I have talked about in to like any extent, really. Like I know that you do it and you like mentioned it, but I don't even think we've really ever talked about it. No, I don't think we have. I think it's just me talking about it. So this is like kind of a first, like some of these stories that I'm going to hear, I've never heard before and I'm excited. (laughs) it's gonna be different (laughs) not stories they're just things i guess i don't know stories your okay your experiences there's they're just things that happen in the beginning and then something's happened in the middle and then then at the end yeah it's not a story though okay got it got it got it so i did some research but before i like get into kind of what i found out about lucid dreaming in my very brief research i want to hear from you why you thought this podcast topic would be interesting uh what your experience is with it and what or how you would define it like what is lucid dreaming in your words or to you okay so lucid dreaming to me is basically I don't know. It's just how you escape your reality within a dream. So that way you have control of your dream. So it's just, I don't know. It's just like the the ability to know that you're in a dream while in a dream and to control it basically. And just like take it in whatever path you want it to go to. At least that's what it means to me. Where did you hear about this? Where did I... uh, it was a long time ago. I think I was in like middle school when I found out about this because my mom used to do it, I guess. And like I used to have nightmares and stuff like that. And I was just a really depressed kid. So she showed me how to do it. And I just learned over time. I just learned how to do it and I just used it. How old are you in middle school? Like 11, mm, 14? No, I think like 12, 13. So you're still really little. Yeah, like 13-ish, 12 or 13, I figured it out. What? Okay, well, I mean, we'll get there. I don't want to jump the gun. Okay, okay. okay. So what, like, piqued your interest about it? Like, you just wanted, like, you already played games. That was, like, an escape from reality. So what, why did you feel like you needed another escape? I mean, I don't think I felt like I needed it. It just, like I said, I had nightmares a little bit, and I was just depressed, and it was just, just a way to sleep i guess at night and 
not be scared of my own dreams and my own thoughts, I guess, at night. Did it make you want to go to sleep? I mean, I hate going to sleep, but um, it helped get through the night, I guess, without like waking up from nightmares and stuff. Hmm. I wonder if that would work for me. A little bit of training? Yeah. Why How not? How long did it take you to master this skill? <laughs> I mean, it took master me... Master this, <laughs> this master. I don't know. It took me like a few years before I could figure it out all a the way. A few years? Yeah. It you takes... want me to drive for a few years? Just a few. <gasps> I think I... by like high school, like, what is it? What is the second one? Freshman? Sophomore. Sophomore year. Sophomore year, I think I finally had like full control of what I could do with it. That doesn't sound appealing, though. Like that's a long time. Like you really have to be committed. I mean, you to sleep wanting e- to lose a dream, <laughs> but you sleep every day, so it's not like something that you have to take time out of your day to practice. You just Damn, do it while you're true. asleep. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you <laughs> have like eight hours to test it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like what else are you gonna do? Right? You're just gonna be asleep. <laughs> you be asleep. You might as well work on it. <laughs> Okay. Do you want to add anything else to that? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's it. What do you have? I don't know. I forgot what else I asked you, to be honest. But Me too. Okay. <laughs> so what, what did you come up with, with your research? I found a definition from, like, a sleep study. Um, or, like, the Sleep Foundation, I guess. They had defined lucid dreaming as the experience of achieving conscious awareness of dreaming while still asleep, also known as a hybrid sleep-wake state. So pretty much what you said. like. So basically, you're in control of your own dream, or you're in your own mind, kind of, when you Yeah, you're like being consciously aware that you're dreaming, which yeah. I think that, like, on the little bit that we have talked about this topic, I think I've told you, like, my, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that concept, and I think, like, for a lot of people that is hard to wrap their brain around because no matter how hard I try, like I cannot convince myself that I am in a, I only, I don't have dreams. I have nightmares, but like, I cannot convince myself that I am in a nightmare as I'm dreaming. Uh, so like, I think for some people, like that's a really crazy concept to be able to wrap their brains around. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Was it a crazy concept for you to wrap your brain around or were you just like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to try that. And well, then- I mean, I think so, because like I was in middle school, so I was just like, you know, naive and innocent. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know that was a thing. And it was just, you know, you I just tried it and then tried it. And then, you know, I got a little peek at it when, you know, it kind of worked a little bit. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. You know, I could keep doing this. That's crazy. I don't I don't know if it's too early, but I really want to know like what do you remember the first time that you lucid dreamed intentionally? I don't think I remember. It was so long ago. No way. Yeah, you it remember? Was, I no. feel like that would be so memorable like the one dream that you finally realize you're dreaming and you're like, "Oh shit, I did I'm it. Here. I figured it out. I'm you're in like, a dream." Mom, I did it. <laughs> That's crazy. What is the one of the earlier memories that you have? Do you remember? I don't. They all just kind of blend together. What? You never kept like a journal a or dream something diary? Wrote no. down your dreams? I wish I did. That would be pretty cool. I could just like go through them all. So what do you do when you lucid dream? Um, I don't know. It just depends on how the dream's going. Like if it's a nightmare, it's just like whatever's happening, just basically try to avoid it. Like 
I think a few weeks ago I had a a nightmare of I was at a beach and there was like little tornadoes or I guess they would be hurricanes since they're land like they're on ocean mm-hmm. but they were just everywhere and like I can feel my body being pulled in the dream and like once I started getting pulled and I knew I was in danger I was like oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute I'm dreaming right now and at that point I could just like I could actually crawl away from the tornado or whatever as it was happening and then I literally spent like an hour of just lucid dreaming time which is probably like what a minute in real life I mean I don't know I don't know but probably of just trying to escape it and then just it was so intense that I think I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just like (gasps) and I was like I was just sweating and I was like okay we're good again I don't know it's just they're always different see that I can get like whenever I have nightmares which is like I said the only thing I have I usually only have nightmares if I dream at all they're always awful but like I wake up and I remember like the adrenaline and stuff but I can't the difference like I think that's what's trippy to me too is because with my experience with dreams and nightmares when I wake up from them I can't separate the dream from reality so like I can't sort between the two even when I'm already awake I, I have trouble differentiating. So, like, it's crazy to me that you could still be in the middle of the dream and be able to differentiate, like, oh, this isn't reality. Like, how right do now. you, how do you know that you're dreaming? Like, how do you, how do you convince yourself that you're dr- dreaming in a dream? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes I'm just dreaming and I don't know I'm there yet. But something always, like, tips it off. Like, something's always not right. Like... I don't know. Like I said, like at that point, I was like, there's no such thing as like 10 hurricanes in one spot, like, you know, chasing me. And that's when I realized this isn't real. Hold up. Wait a minute. I can do whatever I want now. Got it. So there's something like unnatural about the situation that like triggers it. basically. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. But then again, I don't have normal dreams. So it's not like I'm just like walking down the road, you know? (laughs) If you have normal ass dreams, uh, no, I'd be concerned. Yeah, I was gonna say if I had like a normal dream where like it was just a day played out normally, I probably wouldn't even know I'm in there yet. I would just be in that dream and I would just wake up and like, whoa, that was a dream. That's a whole nother crazy thought. But yeah, I don't have that. Imagine if you just had normal ass dreams, like doing like going to work, like you you (laughs) have a dream that you literally. Your alarm goes off. You're hitting snooze. Oh, no. That's not a dream. That's a nightmare. You wake up. You brush your teeth. You get ready for work. You go work for eight hours. No. I do that on a normal day. Why would I want to do that in my sleep? That would be terrible. Could you imagine how awful that would be? That would be terrible. And then not know it. And then you would literally have to wake up, realize that you were dreaming, and then actually do that all fucking over again. And you're already exhausted before you even start the day. Could you imagine that 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 would be be wild? But it's interesting. Okay, going back to <laughs> got distracted. Oh no. Um, the reason I ask how you know that it, you're in a dream is because in my research, like I kind of found different ways that different people test their reality. So it's called reality testing. Mm-hmm. Or I think that's one way to induce it. I don't know. I'll read them off in a little bit. But like that's why I was asking because there there are supposed to be like techniques that you can use to test the reality of your dreams or like the reality of your literal reality like to make sure you're awake there's like certain things that you're supposed to do to i think i think i remember some of these too 
like? Let's see what you remember. I think I remember like a long time ago, like when I was actually trying it and my mom was helping me through them. I do remember that she told me that when I'm in a dream and I feel like it's a dream, but I'm not sure about it. I like she always told me to like find a high place and jump off of it. Like just just jump. Like What if you're not dreaming? But I well, again, I've never had a problem differentiating like dreams from reality so i just oh like i went with that so i don't know and then there's like it's not i don't know if it's meditation but like before i go to sleep like when i have my eyes closed instead of like just thinking of nothing or you know counting sheep or whatever Mm -hmm. i tell myself like okay this is gonna happen we're gonna sleep and then i tell myself like whatever happens next after i close my eyes is probably not real or like if i want to dream about something in particular i just like think like i just keep thinking about that last thing and i just kind of remember it like it's weird it's a weird thought but no it's crazy because it makes sense and that's like kind of in line with a lot of things that i read but like did you read up on this or did someone no this is just physically tell you how to do it no this is my mom like telling me there was no reading up on it back then i didn't i don't think i had the internet back then she really told you just how to do all this like that's crazy because that's exactly what i read like how to teach yourself how to do it so it's crazy that she like knew about it well yeah because i think she's been doing it since she was younger too so she kind of like already has like it mastered as well so she was just probably helping me out has she told you like why she if that was something that she researched or is that something like her parents did i have never asked her that's freaking crazy bring your mom on the podcast (laughs) i need i have a lot of questions (laughs) yeah i've never actually sat there and been like hey how do you know how to do this i think i don't know i've never asked her I think next time you're on the podcast, you need to ask her and then let everybody know what the answer like, is. I'll give you an update next time. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm very curious. I don't know. I just think it's interesting because who teaches you, like, how to do these things? Like, my parents didn't teach me how to lucid dream. Like, they don't teach me how to do spiritual or, like, any type of, like, personal coping like that. Like, you know, like, it's, I find it. not unusual that's the wrong word like i just find it interesting that like your mom you know taught you that yeah i think it's it's like there's a lot for i guess her family or her in general because i think we had like two or three like dream books always like laying around the house too so like as soon as i would wake up i knew where it was and i would just go read it real quick and see what it was like oh that's what my dream meant like a horoscope type for your dreams you know yeah like she was all into that stuff yeah that's pretty cool yeah, we got to bring her on the show. She sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that you're part of like a very small percentage of people who do it as frequently as you do it? I did not know that. Really? No. Yeah, in my research, I have some statistics that I'll throw at you in oh, a minute. No. But actually, surprisingly, there are very, very, like a very small percentage, like less than 10% of people who can lucid dream like three or more times a week how how often would you say that you like lucid dream like if i'm not dead tired and i just don't dream then probably almost every time i dream it happens to me yeah that's crazy did you like less than 10 percent of people can do that that's not a lot of people no i did not know that and even to this day they're kind of hard to control too like it's weird but we'll go into that later. I was going to say, we'll get more into that. <laughs> Let me read this off real quick. Um, oh, another interesting fact before we get too deep into it. 
I was doing research in what, some of the earlier papers. I think like the earliest papers that I had seen written on lucid dreaming were around like the 1980s is when they started actually academically studying it and writing about this type of phenomena that was happening. Um, and prior to that, like it, nobody really understood how it worked. The only people who in record, like who it's recorded, have tried to do this are early Buddhists, which. Of course, I don't know if you know me and like my past and what I believe and stuff like I'm fascinated by Buddhism. I'm fascinated by Hinduism. I'm fascinated by like Eastern cultures that are just very like not reliant on like a specific higher power. So I just thought it was like an interesting fact that Buddhists were among the first people to actively use lucid dreaming like to help advance themselves and bring themselves to conscious awareness and like you know, have more control over themselves and their minds. Like, did you know that? I did not know that. I literally have never done any research on this. That's crazy, right? I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, how old is that? Hundreds? Thousands? I, I don't know. To be honest, millions? I don't want to look stupid, so I'm just not even millions. I think that's stretching. Okay. Like, <laughs> humans haven't even, haven't even been around that long. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Got a little carried away. You got a little, little you got a little carried away. S- centuries. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's a long time. No, it's a it long is. time. And it's crazy that like Buddhists have integrated that into their like spiritual practice. So this is something that they have ar- had already mastered a long time ago and like used to their advantage. Like they meditate and I don't know. I just think that's crazy. Like, I don't know. It just blows my mind. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. I just thought it was a cool fact. Whatever. It seems cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> According to the Sleep Foundation... Surveys show that roughly 55% of adults have experienced at least one lucid dream during their lifetime. So we're talking literal 50-50, just up to chance. Like just a random Spontaneous event. Yeah, like only 55% of people have had a lucid dream and are pro- like able to lucid dream. Because a lot of the research showed that you actually have to have like a predisposition to be able to kind of do that even. Which I thought was interesting and that's why I think you're interesting because like <laughs> like i said not a lot of people can do this and some people literally can't no matter how hard they try so like what you get to experience is something that's very like unique rare, to yeah very unique and like not very many people get to experience that so i don't know how many of our listeners are able to do that but i mean we haven't really talked about it so i think that's crazy 23% of people experience lucid dreams at least once per month. So we already cut it down from 55% to 23% of people only being able to do it at least once a month. So the chances are like quartered once you think about the people who can do it, you know, three or more times a week. So that's why mm-hmm. I think you're so fascinating and this is so <laughs> interesting because how does that make you feel that you're able to do something that other people can't do? I mean, I don't feel any different, but it's pretty cool that, like, knowing that, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of special. I guess. A little special. It's not too much. But like I said, it's just, it's. I feel the same, but it's good to know that, I guess. I don't know. I think it's cool. <laughs> I'd be like, hell yeah, I can do dream. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers can't do that. <laughs> it's also exhausting, though. No way. Yes. Physically? Mentally? Mentally. <gasps> Why? I don't know. Because you're... I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I do it too much or like I wake up tired still. Like I could sleep eight hours, but since 
my mind is still kind of moving and I'm still consciously there. I still feel like I don't rest sometimes. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's uh, something we're going to be talking about in a little bit too. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that's actually interesting that you bring that very specific fact up. It's, <laughs> it's crazy to me that you have not done research and yet pretty much everything you're telling me is like what I found in my research, oh, but no. like your experience. Like, oh no. That's crazy. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I got more things I got to say, but you know, we'll get there when we get there. Right? This should be interesting. <laughs> For those of you who are kind of geeky like me, uh, I like kind of understanding how the brain works. I'm, I do not. I mean, I have my degree, but I'm still not that smart. So um, I'm not going to dive like too deep in it. But some interesting facts that I thought were interesting were uh, activity in the prefrontal cortex of the brain is associated with lucid dreaming, which I think is interesting because your prefrontal cortex is where... Um, a lot of your decision making happens so it's like i just think it's interesting that they found you know data that shows that it's happening in the prefrontal cortex so it's like interesting that your brain has the capacity to make decisions even when it's sleeping and it's supposed to be in a restful state and people seem to think that there's you know nothing happening when you're sleeping and and your dreams are just kind of random i mean some people have said like random pineal gland like leaks you know they have no meaning to them whatsoever but like it there's a lot of activity happening in certain areas of your brain that kind of you know go along with what you do in everyday life so i just thought that was interesting um oh people who are non-lucid dreaming had lower levels of cortical activity which i think is interesting because obviously if there's cortical activity there's a lot of things happening in your brain and if people who are not lucid dreaming have much lower levels of cortisol like they're less stressed they're more relaxed there's really not much going on and the people who are lucid dreaming like there's a lot going on up there like it's just interesting no that makes sense like, like when do you actually sleep if you're just you know you're constantly like your brain's just 24 7 even I, when you're <laughs> sleeping like that's crazy I, I don't know it's just that's also my personality though that's true. Like, I'm always thinking, hyper, moving, thinking, saying, speaking, 24-7. I know, apparently even in your sleep. And yeah, I mean, when I'm in my sleep, it happens too. That's wild. I'm pretty sure if you did a brain scan on me while I was sleeping, like, there would be no, like, you would think I was in a coma. Oh, no, 100%. Be flatlined. I, yeah, pretty <laughs> oh, no. much. There would be nothing happening in my brain whatsoever. Oh, no. <laughs> my whole brain would be like a giant red map until i'm having a nightmare and then like my entire nervous system would be in panic mode probably more than likely <laughs> um if you didn't know lucid dreaming typically tends to take place during rem sleep which is the fourth or fifth cycle of sleep um it takes about 90 minutes for the average person to fall into rem sleep so about an hour and a half after you go to sleep is typically when you would notice that activity um, and I guess they've done a bunch of studies and I don't know, I guess it doesn't happen outside of REM sleep. You would have to specifically be in REM sleep. So people who can induce lucid dreaming earlier, I don't know how that how you fit into that equation or if you're just an outlier in those statistics. But typically um, it happens during REM sleep uh, and REM sleep gets repeated throughout the night. So I think it only lasts for like 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And then you fall back through the next four stages so 
I mean, if you don't know how the sleep cycle works, like you, you fall asleep, you have stage one, stage two, stage three, they're pretty much the same stages with little subtle changes. And then you hit the fourth stage, which is REM sleep. That's when you get rapid eye movement and like, uh, your brain is a little bit more active. Um, and I think your body is, is completely, I think that's the point when your body is completely paralyzed and for most people like that's when they fall into the deepest sleep their muscles are the most relaxed and their body can just start to dream and people who sleepwalk don't have that function so their body doesn't get paralyzed when they dream and so they act out on their dreams so REM sleep happens during the foresight just just did not know that some useful knowledge (laughs) so and then the next thing that I found was that lucid dreaming okay so this is when we get into how these academic whatever say that you should induce lucid dreaming and I found this on like academic papers I found it on like just regular websites I found it on non-accredible websites just regular websites of people trying to teach other people how to lucid dream so just everyday people and I found a lot of these from the sleep foundation as well so the sleep foundation has like a really big interest in lucid dreaming which is interesting to me because even they don't really understand the phenomenon or how to control it or how it you know how it all works it, like to neatly explain it um so they have a lot of like interesting information about you know what they do know and what they don't know um but the there's four main things that can induce lucid dreaming or that they recommend that you try if you want to start lucid dreaming um and i want to go through those but i also want to say like After that, we're going to talk a little bit about the risks as well, because a lot of, you know, it's the Internet. There's always pros and cons to everything. There's always somebody on one side or the other of every topic. So um, a lot of people are for lucid dreaming and say that it's really beneficial and it's really helpful. And then there's a lot of people who are against it and say that it's really harmful. Um, And so I guess we'll touch on both of those. Yeah, because I can go both ways on that, too. From, like, my personal experiences. I can already tell because you were like, <laughs> it drains me and it makes me so tired. And I was like, yes, we're getting <laughs> duality. Like, we're getting the, po- the the light and the shadow of this, like, of your take of it, like, firsthand. Like, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm not just reading about research. Like, we get to hear your story, too. Crazy. Okay. So, and some of these you've already talked about, which I love, which is the first one, reality testing. Constantly asking whether quote-unquote this is real throughout the day so if you wanted to start lucid dreaming the first step that they recommend is you start to reality test this is super interesting to me because it's kind of has a lot to do with being present in the moment and when i was reading up on how people like they suggest reality testing it's basically just like stopping wherever you are at random points in the middle of the day And looking around and going, what makes this my reality? Like, what what makes this real? You know, like, there's cars driving on the street. There's people crossing the street and walking their dogs. There's a blue sky. There's clouds. And you're, like, looking to see and be conscious of what your reality looks like. Which makes sense. Right. Because that's what you're going to have to be looking out for. And that's why it's so interesting that (laughs) you said you look for abnormalities within the dream because that's literally what they said the first step was was to look at your reality and be like okay so when i'm in the dream i'm looking for the things that don't don't look like yeah what i'm experiencing right now it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) but did you do okay so 
This, though, was a suggestion on how to get started lucid dreaming to do this beforehand. Uh-huh. Did you do that beforehand? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I probably did. There's also, like, I would touch myself in my dream. Like, that was a one that was kind of weird for me. Uh-huh. Like, in my dream, I would have to, like, touch myself or... I don't know. It's weird. Like, like sometimes... Like, touch I'm, your skin? Yeah. Like, touch yourself? <laughs> yes. Is that you're what nasty. you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, because sometimes I... I would, like, start the lucid dream or, you know, start my dream. And then I would, like, know that I'm there. But then sometimes I would, like, kind of counter it would be like whoa 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 whoa. maybe this isn't a dream even though i was already in it so i would like be scared that i wasn't in it so i would have to like like touch my chest or you know my face and see if it like felt anything because sometimes you don't feel anything when you're in your dream or like your hand goes through you or you can't touch objects or something like that which is weird too have you ever had a a dream though where you touched yourself and you did feel it uh probably i to don't make know it more, like confusing that would be where wh- you were like well i can feel myself but you were still dreaming i not that i remember no <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just i'm no, just you're, asking it, wild questions that fine. are just popping into my brain i'm just like <laughs> but what if what if what if that's my anxiety right there yeah what if, what if, what if? <laughs> interesting okay i'll read the second one I'm trying to remember how to pronounce this word. <laughs> Mnemonic induction of lucid dreams, or also known as mild, is when you wake up after a period of sleep and then repeat, next time I'm asleep, I'll remember I'm dreaming. So I think I've heard of this one. Yeah. So you're supposed to, you're, well, technically you're supposed to say it before you fall asleep. So if you're trying to learn to lucid dream uh-huh. before you go to sleep, you're supposed to lay in bed and say, Next time I'm asleep, I'll remember that I'm dreaming. (laughs) And you're supposed to repeat that to yourself before you go to sleep. And then if you wake up in the middle of the night and like you realize you're conscious, if you had any dreams, you're supposed to write them down in a journal, like on your bedside, Uh say that again, and then go back to sleep. And you're supposed to do this every single night. So kind of like when I was saying like, before I go to bed, sometimes I talk to myself. Yes. Yeah. Like that's crazy. I have heard about the second part though. Like where if you, I know... That was one of the things that I was supposed to try when I was younger, is if I couldn't get it the first way around, I would have to, like, set an alarm. So, like, I was supposed to set an alarm for, like, a few hours after I fall asleep or something like that. It's kind of weird. And then I would wake up in that, like, after I fell asleep for a little bit, I would wake up, look around, and then just, like, try it again. Like, kind of like what you said, just, but I would force myself to wake up, like, on purpose. I would set the alarm for that and then go back to sleep and then try it again. But, like, you know, over time, it just, I didn't have to do any of that anymore. Oh, so you, yeah, after a while, you just know to you just do know. that. Like, yeah. your body just knows to do that. You're, yeah, like, it's kind of like a second nature it's at kind that of point. like, oh, wow, I'm dreaming. Time to. <laughs> time to do whatever. Right? Time to figure out if I'm dreaming or not. Or, like. It's game time. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and but I was reading an article, too, and they said specifically that as well. One of the examples that they gave was setting an alarm for every 90 minutes so once you hit that REM cycle your alarm would go off you wake up in the middle of the night you say next time I'm asleep I'm I need to remind myself that I'm dreaming and then you do that throughout the night periodically that's what one person suggested as well but a lot of people were like going against it because they were like well that's not healthy for you you can't do that for you know a year straight wake up in the middle of the night every 90 minutes and tell yourself that you're dreaming like realistically you're not going to get good sleep that way and so it was kind of like a 
gray area of like yeah that's true that's what you should do if you want to try to lose dreaming but it's not the best thing to do because you're kind of it's like i don't know it's like it's not good for you but i mean if you really want to do this and you know and that's your only option then i mean get on and do it oh it's a big commitment to make that's i don't know for me like that's that's already no i don't want to wake up in the middle of the night i don't want to remind myself that i'm dreaming no like i don't know it just depends like like i can wake up in the middle of the night and then be like shit i woke up and then close my eyes and fall back asleep instantly too so and for you know that's crazy and it's not that big of a deal that's wild Uh, oh, actually, I lied because the the next one, the lucid dreaming can uh-huh. be induced by, is what I was just talking about. It's called wake back to bed or WTB, mm-hmm. um, and it it's waking up in the middle of the night and then returning to sleep after a certain amount of time has passed, either thirty to one hundred and twenty minutes. So, literally all night from anywhere between thirty to one hundred and twenty minutes, you have to c- consistently wake up. And then stay up for 30 minutes more. Yeah, and, and remind yourself that next time you fall asleep, you're, you're dreaming. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy that people do this. And I think that's what they were getting at with the studies was like, this is what they were having people do. And it was consistently producing results that was allowing them to be able to lucid dream. So I think these like four steps are actually scientifically proven to like, if you're able to, like, that's what's going to activate the lucid dreaming. Like, right. So... I don't know. That's just crazy. It's interesting. I couldn't do it. I'd do it for study purposes if I was compensated for my, my lack of sleep. But I, I would not willingly do that. And that's another interesting part is like as much as I would want to try doing this, like I literally don't think I would want to sacrifice my sleep. I mean, it's only for a little try. bit. <laughs> and you said I, it took you years. And then after that, you can do it for a lifetime, I think. You know, it's like riding a bicycle. Oh, my gosh. That's years of my life that I'm just missing sleep. <laughs> You'll be okay. I will literally die. If you do not know me personally, I can sleep like 15 hours a day. I love sleep. <laughs> I don't want to sacrifice my sleep. Um, the fourth and final way that it can be induced is called external simulation. This one had a lot less support. And I think it's a little bit newer as well. But it's basically... Having some kind of stimulant or like flashing lights or external stimuli activated while you're in REM sleep. So I think the idea is if you're in REM sleep and your eyes are fluttering, you have rapid eye movement, your prefrontal cortex is like going off the chain, you're dreaming. And then you turn on like a strobe light in your room or somebody. I don't know how that's supposed to work. Like somebody turns on like a (laughs) fucking strobe light in your room. I don't know. You have a timer set. Maybe yeah, you time it for like. 100 minutes or something after you close your eyes or something yeah and supposedly the idea is that that is supposed to like because obviously if you're sleeping like you can see lights and colors through your eyelids is the idea and like if you have like a noise stimulation or like some kind of scent i think some people use scent to trigger like memories or something right like that's supposed to bring you back or remind you that you're in a dream because it's like bringing you back to reality like if you like one of the examples was i don't know how they did this so please don't ask me and i have a lot of (laughs) questions in hindsight actually somebody had like a lavender scent or something like that as their stimuli and so when they were in REM sleep whenever they smelled lavender 
they knew that they were dreaming in the dream because in their wake state, they were like, okay, when I go to sleep and I smell lavender, it's a reminder that I'm dreaming and I'm smelling the lavender from like reality. Right. Like, that I can't makes, believe that sentence even just came out of my that mouth. That makes sense. Like, that's crazy. That's no, that makes sense. Like when you have wild. your diffusers or the, you know, the essential oils in your Dude, l- little machine. Dude, is people use so like, essential oils? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's why they use them, but I know when you use them and you're asleep, like throughout the whole night, you're smelling it even when you're asleep. I mean, for me at least. If right? I'm and you could be like having a nightmare that you're in hell and then you're like, But it smells like strawberries. Or, yeah, <laughs> right? you know, it doesn't. Exactly, like you smell it throughout your whole the whole night, regardless. So maybe that's that's a, sounds like a good way to do it. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. I don't know about the strobing lights though. That seems kind of weird. Yeah, they said flashing lights or stimuli or just slash stimuli. Like, like I said, there was a couple of examples, but like I guess the flashing lights were like, you know, if you're being chased by a murderer in your by Jason in your dream, mm-hmm. like, and all of a sudden you're in a dark forest and you see. Str- flashing fucking strobe lights like you're gonna be like oh yeah <laughs> that's that's coming from my room i'm dreaming <laughs> right now so kind of like when you kind of like when you're asleep and you like start dreaming loud noise but it ends up being your alarm in real life yeah so something like that but with lights kind of yeah or any stimuli yeah yeah exactly. you're like, yeah okay that makes sense i guess it's like a it's like a connection like a tether to the real world you know it's like that string that's like reminding you that the real world exists and like (laughs) this isn't your actual reality like that's fucking crazy that's so crazy to think about like i cannot i still cannot imagine being able to know that i'm dreaming and then being able to like have the freedom to be like oh i'm dreaming i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want like (laughs) it's like when you go to sleep you turn off your brain and then when you wake up inside your brain you're like oh i'm inside of here all right let me turn the light switch back on but you're still in your dream yeah, that's weird. Couple more things. Typically, people use EEGs and EOGs to track eye movement. Um, that's how lucid dreaming is studied primarily. So, if you were wondering how they figured all of this out in the studies, it's because they hook people up to EEGs and EEOs all over their bodies and brains, and they measure brain waves and they measure, you know, how fast your eyes are moving. And obviously, they get the the like patients, you know experience of what happened and they came up with these kind of like steps to being able to lucid dream with that being said some researchers did argue that lucid dreaming can have negative implications for long-term mental health Mm -hmm. and there is a lot of research that says it is ineffective or can be ineffective for people with ptsd which makes sense which is i think why i have so many nightmares and and why I think it it could be counterproductive for some people. But there was also a lot of articles and people who came forward saying that they had PTSD and it did seem helpful. So I think it just depends on the person in that matter. But I mean, a lot of academic scholars, I guess, said it's mostly ineffective for people with PTSD. It can be disruptive to sleep and can decrease sleep quality. Lucid dreaming can physically restructure your sleep-wake cycle, Uh, It can affect emotional regulation, memory consolidation, because if you're not um, like letting your brain kind of do what it has to do to process all the information throughout the day, you're kind of like messing with what your brain is supposed to be doing while it's sleeping is the argument. And 
sleep paralysis oh yeah that's another thing a lot of people were saying that (laughs) when you start lucid dreaming you exponentially increase the odds that you're going to have sleep paralysis sleep deprivation lucid dreaming nightmares and wake up with mixed and confused feelings and of course you know that with my psychology background i think that that's the most interesting for me to talk about because i'm curious how you feel about the situation because that's what i saw when i was thinking of lucid dreaming and how that works and i was thinking about it i was like well that can't be natural it's not natural so like it can't be good for you to be doing that every single night like how do you feel about that how do i feel about what how it's not natural and it's bad for you or about any of this that it can be negative for long-term mental health it can affect emotional regulation memory consolidation like i don't know i think it could be negatively that way too i don't know yeah i I think it could be a, a negative effect too on your brain like you said i mean i never thought about it that way but if you're waking up so often so many times a day for so many days straight i mean your brain's probably not like equipped to handle that as well like it needs a certain amount of time to rest to recharge itself or or like you said for it to process the day or something or just to rest in general Like, like that can't be good for you like that can also probably cause depression too not getting a sleep your mind's not rested that could like you said it could cause negative emotions because you're always tired when you wake up so that can like make you sad depressed it's not good for you and then yeah i don't know like i said it's never happened to me luckily but i'm sure it happens yeah i think that's like a worst case scenario kind of situation like where you know like with anything like if you you know one the wrong person smokes weed and they have a you know psychotic episode like that's that one person who got affected negatively like i'm sure it varies person to person but i think in the long term like people who do lucid dream a lot i think that's something like worth discussing because how do you get around that you know like you're like you said not letting your brain reset and rest and kind of restructure itself and And everything you do affects your brain structure. Like everything that you, every decision that you make creates a certain neural pathway in your brain that kind of dictates who you are. And it, you know, that's constantly being like shaped and changed throughout your life. But if you're constantly wiring your brain to kind of like get up every few hours or or not rest and not get restful sleep, like that's got to have a negative effect long term for, for you. Yeah, for some people, maybe. Which, I mean, I had never really thought about that. Like it sa- And I think that's why I think it's important to mention it. Because while it does sound like fun, like fun or interesting for some people to want to try to learn to lucid dream or whatever, there's also an extreme to it. And it can also, you know, be harmful if you don't know where to draw the line, I think. Yeah. Especially if you're younger. Like imagine being a young kid and like you're trying to lucid dream all night and then you don't get any sleep. And then you go to your high school chemistry exam and you're like i don't don't know shit so i'm gonna fail (laughs) i'm tired you know my memory consolidation got messed up and you know i'm having memory gaps or whatever like just i think be aware of that too because a lot of researchers did bring that up as like a concern if you if you did choose to do that that that's something that you have to manage as well and kind of not let it take over your entire your entire life you know like not let it become an escape all the time every night i mean yeah that's true 
but you said you do it like every time i you do it do, all the so I, I, like, I literally do it so many times like a week like sometimes i'm not even trying sometimes i'm just asleep and i don't know it just i'm in the middle of a dream and i just stop moving like you know you're dreaming you're walking somewhere and then i just freeze up and i'm just waiting for the next part of the dream and i'm just like what's going on like who pushed pause you know mm-hmm. and then i start looking around and i realize that i'm controlling myself again and i'm like all right well here we go that's wild but like yeah sometimes i have no control over when i do it it just happens naturally sometimes at this point but when you know you're in it or once you realize that you're dreaming can you can you just also let go of the reins and be like i'm just gonna see where it takes me not really because i mean for me at least i just pause there like i said i don't i if i don't it's like a game controller you know you're playing the what is it called you know the intro your character moves on its own and then once you're in control and if you don't touch the remote you're just you're just stuck there because there's no one controlling you at that point that's crazy. at least that is that's a, what it is for me so once you realize you're in the dream I'm if you're like there. in the jungle and you're running away from a t-rex and you're mid-run and you've got one leg in the air and you're like oh no and you you're just, just gonna give going. it up you're just gonna be stuck there in time like you're well no everything else still moves around you you're still you're the only one that's stuck oh no so the t-rex is still coming I, at you but yes. if you choose not to move you're just gonna you're get just, eaten and that yeah i mean that's another thing too i don't know if we want to get into that yet too though that's a whole different story too go ahead with like like you said like i've had nightmares where like you said like getting chased or like just something i think one of the ones i do remember is i was on a beach and there was like zombies or something i can't remember anymore and they were climbing up like the side of like the cliff where the oceans usually are meet Mm -hmm. and they were like just climbing up them and i remember seeing them and i realized that i was in a dream and i was like oh okay so this is a nightmare shit and i was trying to run but i was also having one of those dreams where you're trying to run but you can't run where you're just floating kind of Mm mm-hmm so they actually caught up to me and I couldn't wake myself up, which is one of the negative things that are hard about it, too. I was trying to wake myself up, but I couldn't wake myself up. It was like impossible at that point. And I actually started getting bit and like as unreal, like I knew it was a dream, but like it still feels real. Like, you know, when you're in a dream, it feels real to you, right? Like when you're running from something, you still have that anxiety or that fear in your heart. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting bitten or stabbed or whatever, like you still feel it. Like, like I've been stabbed. I've been bitten. I've been shot. I've died in dreams, but I'm still alive. Like, like it's a, it's a, it's a wild concept to think that you've, I've died in my dreams as I'm lucid dreaming. Cause I can't control sometimes and I die in it and I go blank inside of a dream and i just get stuck in that void while i'm dead until i wake up in real life which is weird to me but it does happen that's super scary two thoughts when you tell me that okay one have you ever like died while you were lucid dreaming in your dream and wondered if you died in reality and two have you ever wondered if that void when you died in your sleep is like what actual death feels like like do you think you're like sampling <laughs> you get like the rare off no. chance to sample it I, I don't think when so you die? i've never well because if i'm lucid dreaming most of the time i know it's happening and if i know i'm dying in the dream like i feel it and then once i'm dead i go to that void and i'm just there but i know i'm still dreaming and i know that it's 
gonna end eventually and i'm gonna wake up in my bed eventually that's so but wild. but i can't speak for that like as much because i'm sure like when i was younger and this happened maybe i did wake up at one point and i was like <gasps> i thought i was dead but like like i said i don't remember that that's so long ago that when it you know when it could have happened but like when i do die nowadays in my dreams i'm just like okay blackness and there's nothing for me to control there because i'm dead that's so wild and two i still don't i don't think that that's a sample of death or anything like that i think that's just the brain not comprehending what death is yet yeah so it just makes it, it just up makes in your brain it's like a void like i guess death for me is a void an endless void of nothingness like maybe for someone else when they die in their they dreams they see gram gram or whatever you know or they're in <laughs> heaven whatever but for me in my head that's how i see it i guess that's crazy so it's interesting because like you really get an insight into like how you kind of perceive the world too yeah one more little fact that i have and then you know we'll wrap it up and share some stories and but before that actually you did mention something about uh what was it dream par what did you call it dream paral or sleep paralysis, paralysis? sleep yeah. paralysis i did not have that a lot when i was growing up but i do have it a lot nowadays i can tell you that i have uh, sleep paralysis at least two maybe three times a week oh my god that's a lot but at first i didn't know how to deal with it but i did figure out how to deal with it eventually so i don't know like have you had sleep paralysis before no i've never experienced that i don't know sleep, sleep paralysis is kind of odd for me when i have it i'm I'm still in the same bed that I slept in. Everything is still the same way I remembered it last. But there's always a presence there with me. Like, I don't know what it is. But in my eyes, it's like like a dark presence, I guess. Like like a heavy one, I guess. I don't know how to, like... Like it's like a, like a threatening Yeah, like it's heavy, it's presence. threatening. It's not supposed to be there, basically. And it, there's always, like, a lot of pressure on my chest when that happens. Like, around my heart and, like, my chesticle i guess mm -hmm. and uh i can feel the presence getting closer without actually seeing it and you can only i mean for me i can only move my eyeballs and i can't scream i can't talk i can't speak i know i'm there i know i'm there and like lucid dreaming but i can't control anything at that point like i can't control myself or like at first i couldn't and i would die a lot in those too what the heck? Like, the presence eventually got to me. Like, it wouldn't eat me or anything. I would just... As soon as I felt it too close to me, I felt like it was just, like, a heart attack or something where your body can't handle it anymore and it just passes out. But over time, I figured out how to stop that. I mean, I don't know how to explain it to somebody how to do it, but I figured out how to move, like, the world around me instead of myself. So heck? if I'm, like, asleep in my bed in, like, this dark room with a dark presence, I would just shift it over to, like like a happier place but i'm still stuck in that paralysis until eventually i just wake up like just sweating what the heck yeah that's really intense <laughs> but it does help like i said for me it helps me a lot because i have a very wandering mind that like it doesn't stop all day so if i don't if i don't do lucid dreaming a lot of the times when i wake up i'm just overwhelmed and with thoughts that i should have probably done during the night i guess so that's like your way of working through things somewhat in the middle of the night yeah i guess so 
That's like how you, I don't know, heal or... I guess. Recharge it. That's wild. I can't imagine that. So you wake up feeling rested? Not always. <laughs> so you wake up feeling like... Maybe like that's what, like accomplished. Like, oh, okay, I've worked through everything. It's a fresh day now. <laughs> there's, there's, so, like I said, there's a lot of benefits to, to uh, lucid dreaming. It's, we'll talk about that in our stories afterwards. Your last point. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm scared. So, just a, one last little fact: um, a, a study co- done by, I think the, their last name's Tai T A I Mastin and Pesca. Uh, They found that video game play with a high level of immersion in fictional settings similar to dreaming has been associated with greater lucid slash control uh, and dreaming frequency, which I just thought was interesting because obviously (laughs) we play games and obviously you have been a gamer for like most of your life. I just thought it was so interesting that they found that video game play with a high level of immersion in fictional settings has been associated with greater frequency. <laughs> How do you feel about that fact? I didn't know that fact, but I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Like, Isn't that wild? Yeah. I when, I, when I read that, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> That's why he's so good at it. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense <laughs> in somewhat ways. I wonder why that is. I didn't read the study. I think you had to pay like $60 to access the article. So I read the abstract. <laughs> but that was their that was their findings, essentially. Um, that was good enough. That, that was good yeah, enough. Yeah, that's why I cited them. So if you want to go read the article and get all the facts and come and correct me or whatever, then uh, that's that's who wrote the article. But I just thought it was funny because literally you play a lot of games and like, you know, the fact that you're able to do it so often and so like, well, like, I wonder if there's a correlation between that. That can't be coincidence. I mean, yeah, that that seems right. That's wild. That's it for my facts. That's all. That's all, That's all got. I got. Yeah, it's pretty understudied. Like, there's no, no, no concrete, nothing concrete, obviously. It's one of those phenomenon that, like, you could just really learn about through experience or other people's experiences. Um, we don't have, like, the technology to, like, study it beyond that, but pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting. I didn't know none of these facts. <laughs> these are all new to me. You're I've- a very, very unique person to be able to experience all that so hit us with more stories what you got (laughs) i mean there's not much but i know there's things that lucid dreamings helps me with like if i'm i don't know like if i'm gonna get this big job and i know i have to go to an interview i know like the night before i'll talk to myself about it and then in my sleep i wake up you know i start my lucid dreaming and I'll just sit in my room in front of a mirror and I just practice what I'm going to say the next day. And then when I wake up the next day, I'm like, okay, got it. What the heck? And like, because I remember like, like I remember 90% of my dreams. So when I wake up, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I need to say. Like, that's what, that's what needs to happen today. But in my head, I've already like practiced like 15 different speeches or 15 different like conversations with a fake person in there and how the conversation would go. Kind of like how people, like, before they go on a date, they, like, have a whole conversation with themselves, you know, with the girl, but in a mirror. Heck, yeah. Kind of the same thing, but in my dream, so. And does it actually play out that way when you practice it like that? I mean, probably most likely not, because you can't control what the other person's going to say in real life. But, like, in your dream, you're practicing your part of it. Mm-hmm. So it makes it... That's why I say some things are beneficial for it, because I know people who are nervous with those kind of things or anxious or something like that 
you can practice things that you can't practice in real life like like yeah i think the first time we ever talked about it you asked me like have you ever because of my anxiety yeah and you were like have you ever tried lucid dreaming yeah (laughs) make you worry less yeah it would make i mean like i said if you can get it down it would make you worry less because you would start your lucid dreaming and you would like put yourself in these like social environments where you're not comfortable in but if you know you're dreaming and you know that these people can't judge you or these people can't say anything that you don't want them to say you can just say what you have to say and then if it ever does happen you already know how to play it out in your head i think that's a scary part though like because i don't know how other people are going to react and because in my dream slash nightmare they're probably going to react in the worst possible way even if i know i'm dreaming and i do something crazy like like what if my imaginary friends be laughing at me in my dream and then i just wake up and i feel even stupider you know because <laughs> oh, no. i'm like damn even my dream people be laughing <laughs> oh, no. at me and how lame i am well i mean <laughs> like it's scary to well, like <laughs> i don't know in my brain it sounds terrifying like my brain if it's left to its own devices and imagination like i'm afraid of what well that's possibilities it could come up with well that's part of the control too though you're not letting your brain run wild you're controlling what your brain does when you're sleeping i guess yeah like when you're sleeping sleeping that's when you let your brain just do whatever the fuck it wants and that's when you have nightmares or you have those weird dreams you're like why why what but when you're actually lucid dreaming is when you're actually taking control of it i mean that also could help out with you know i guess i don't know a lot of things so I can picture, so in if I'm lucid dreaming and I'm like in a group of people and I do something stupid and I'm like, imagine everybody in their underwear, can I just like poof and everybody's in their underwear? You can do whatever you want. It's your dream. That's the beauty of it. Oh, okay. You can just be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And you can just disappear, go invisible, whatever. It's your level of control is what you can do. That's a lot of freedom. It is a lot of freedom, but it's hard to do a lot of these things like don't go fucking murdering people in your lucid dreams people that's just unhealthy don't do you can't don't do no just don't do that (laughs) yeah don't do that just go fly around and that's well that's actually what i was going to talk about next flying around that (laughs) one's the that one's my favorite one when you're in like i think i've talked to you about the flying around dreams right Mm -hmm. in the past yeah so yeah like if you're like if i'm in an uncomfortable situation or I don't know somewhere I don't want to be I can just it's funny too because I just can't start flying too there's like a method to it in my dreams already like it's set in my brain how I have to do it so for me I have to like get a running start (laughs) and then jump and then like if I start to float then I know okay the next one's it Uh but if I just fall down I'm like shit I'm not in that control yet I have to wait a little longer until I get more control of myself so once I do start to fly that's where it gets hard too for me at least like i can fly around and like i know i mean an example is a few years ago i was supposed to go to mexico but i was so nervous about it that i flew there like i started flying in my dream and i started flying there and i had my phone with me in my dream but i didn't know how to get there because i was so high up you know like you don't know where you're at Mm -hmm. so i was following my gps and what actually ended up happening is i started losing control because i started getting scared Oh, no. And this is where, like, it gets scary, too, because I lost control of it. So I lost control of myself. And I started, like, floating too high and too high. And, like, I got to the atmosphere where, like, you can't breathe. And that's when I looked down and I was like, oh, no, like, I'm way too high. Like, and I can see under me. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I got too high and I couldn't breathe. And then that's when I woke up from it. 
and I was like, oh, that I lost control of that one. Oh my gosh. But yeah, the flying ones are the weird ones for me. As much as I do them, I do have a hard time with them. That's so crazy. But it's helpful because, like I said, you can escape whatever you want from it. Mm-hmm. Or just... But it's, like, still a constant practice. Like Yes, like... Even when you think you have it, like, you still lose control. Yeah. Even when you're fake flying in your dreams. Yeah, like... you still can lose control just like you can lose control of, like, you know, any situation in real life. Like, you can't always be in control of everything like that. See, that's terrifying because if you're losing control, I'd be a shit show. Oh, no. <laughs> How... Uh, like, I don't... I don't so I'm like, I don't think lucid dreaming's for everybody because I don't know. I feel like I would just, I mean, I don't know. I'd probably have a panic attack in my dream and then just lose all control of everything. And then just it would be a, a nightmare. <laughs> like, I don't know if there was any research that you'd read, like that you didn't have like up there in your head. But I know that one of the negative things for me was when I was younger, I would have these lucid dreams and I would wake up not knowing, like you said, sometimes you have a nightmare and you don't remember like, when you wake up, you don't know what's real or not anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember waking up in the middle of the night when I was younger. And I knew I was lucid dreaming. But when I woke up, I forgot that I was lucid dreaming. And I would just wake up in a panic, not knowing where I'm at, what I'm doing, who I'm at, where who I am sometimes. Like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. So that's a negative thing, I guess. Yeah, I've experienced that without lucid dreaming. So <laughs> I, that's terrifying enough. And I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's one of the negative things that was on there, but... Like I said, it's something that's just natural to me at this point. Like, like if you like my mind's always racing in that form. So if you, you know, if you ever catch me napping, go ahead and ask me a few <laughs> questions and I'll answer them pretty truthfully <laughs> while I'm asleep, dead asleep. Having whole ass conversations with you. You can have a whole ass conversation with me in my sleep. Did you steal my peanut butter last week? And I would just tell you truthfully what happened. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that sounds crazy. It's fun. But I guess, like you said, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Which I saved this story until like towards the end of the podcast because and I I was I was going to tell Glenn when it happened. But I think I I don't know. I forgot how it happened. But something happened the other night, maybe like a week ago. And then I told Glenn that something happened. And he was like, wait, wait, so we can talk about it on the podcast. Because I don't want to talk about it yet. Oh, no, I forgot about that. Oh, my God, really? I forgot Hell that I told yeah. you that. Like, Because yeah. I remember so you I wanted like, to. Fine, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, I remember you wanted to tell me so bad. I was like, no, let's wait for the podcast. I forgot about that. So when I was doing all this research on lucid dreaming, like I, I spent like a good few hours like couple weeks just randomly researching here and there and so like it was already in my head that we were going to do the lucid dreaming podcast and that I wanted to come with like some facts and some information and kind of get some background and so like my head has been swirling with lucid dreaming for like the past two or three weeks I would say and maybe like a week ago I had I don't know if it was a dream or a nightmare oh no oh Yes, okay, I remember, I remember. Oh, no. Go, go, go. I was having a weird dream, and I swear to God, Glenn was in it. And I think (laughs) because we had been talking about this so much, like, me and Glenn were running around in my dream, and we were, like, in the outskirts of Las Vegas, and there was this house party that we went to. And, like, me and Glenn were hanging out, and we were, like, going, like, saying hi to a bunch of people, and then we walked out into the balcony on the outside, And I was trying to leave the party because I was getting anxiety in my dream or whatever. And 
I was telling him like we got to get out of here like I feel weird I'm I don't feel comfortable anymore like where's the exit and we're like walking towards the door to find the exit and we're wrapping around this house's like outside patio and I can't find the exit and it seems like we're like going in circles and I remember at one point I was getting really frustrated and I was like what the fuck like we've been through this door like six times how the fuck do we get out of this house and I was starting to like you know in your dream like I guess it was turning into a nightmare because I was like, oh, my God, I can't leave. Like, I'm getting claustrophobic. Like, I don't want to see these people anymore. Why can't I find an exit? Why are there no, no fucking stairs leading away from this house? And I was <laughs> panicking. And then I remember at some point in my dream, I remembered having read about lucid dreaming. And one of the tactics to know when you were dreaming that I had read about was to do something like you said, touch your skin or something. But one of the suggestions that I read was bite your tongue. Mm -hmm. And so I remember in my dream, remembering that fact and remembering, hey, I don't remember in reality there never being exits to a house like logically this house should have an exit and I should be able to leave. Right. Right. And in my dream, like I went through this whole process and I remembered to bite my tongue and I bit my tongue and I couldn't feel anything. And I remember being like, holy shit, like I fucking did it. I can't feel my tongue. I'm (laughs) dreaming. I'm fucking this isn't real. (laughs) And I remember like after that, I'm pretty sure like we left and we escaped, like escaped this house. And I found stairs that led to the street. And I remember I remember vividly in my dream looking back at the house and being like, fuck yeah like i just got out of the house like i just figured out how to get the fuck out of the house right and then i'm like i don't know everything after that is a blur but i literally woke up that morning and i was like i just fucking did that because (laughs) i was researching it so much that it was like stuck in my head (laughs) isn't that fucking crazy that's pretty crazy and i wanted to tell you so (laughs) bad oh my god it was killing me (laughs) Oh, I was like, I fucking did it. I, I kind of like wanted to celebrate with you. Like, <laughs> I fucking did it. And oh, I wasn't God. even trying, dude. Like, it literally just came to me in my dream. And like, it was crazy how it happened. I can't imagine doing it like purposefully. Like, it hasn't happened to me since. Right. But I just, I don't know. I'm a believer now. <laughs> you know, next time you're having a nightmare, just bite your tongue. Or try to remember that you're like, wait a minute, I'm getting chased by murder. That doesn't happen in real life. Right. And see, I'm curious now if that's going to happen at some point eventually. Or if it's, you know, if that was like a one time because I was like super deep into it. Now that the podcast is done, I'm not going to be thinking about lucid dreaming anymore. So like, I'm curious to see. No, but it's going to be in the back of your mind. Like when you sleep now, you're going to be like, is this still going to be the one? And then maybe when you're in one of your dreams one day, you'll be like, I remember something. That would be crazy. I'll let you guys know if that does happen to me. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> I will do a follow-up, but I just, I'm so excited I got to get that off my chest. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so excited when that happened. So yeah, just do some research and then, you know, maybe you'll get lucky like me and it'll just be stuck in your brain from researching it so much that it actually accidentally fucking happens to you. So maybe after listening to this podcast, you're going to go to sleep tonight and be like, Holy shit, I'm dreaming. They talked about this in the podcast. Hell yeah. (laughs) So now that I got that off my chest, I can breathe knowing that I shared this story with you. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, Finally, after weeks. Right? We went well over an hour in this podcast, and I'm pretty sure there's like so many more stories that 
oh, you yeah. could tell that we would love to hear. So maybe we save that for like a part two. Um, you know, maybe you can like journal down some things in your like notes on your phone or something next time you have some dreams or something like you want to share. That sounds good. That would be a cool follow up or some more tips and tricks or just anything that you think of that would be interesting. And I will let you guys know if I have any lucid dreams. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We'll end it there for today so we don't go too far over. I don't know who's going to listen to this. It's been a while since I posted an episode. So um, if you are listening, thank you. I appreciate you and I love you. And thank you for the support even after taking a super long break. We're going to make this episode part of season two since, you know, I took a month and a half off anyway. So I was like, might as well make the season two. Hopefully we'll have more episodes in this one more consistently. And the point of all that was to say if you have any questions for Glenn and his experiences or just any questions in general for him or myself feel free to reach out and let me know on discord twitter instagram wherever um if you have any experiences you want to share or something crazy that you would like to share please send it to me and i'd be happy to read it or like read it out on the podcast or whatever or talk about it what else if you have any podcast topics that you would like to hear about uh reach out like we've done some pretty interesting ones Uh, based on just people wanting recommendations like the boundaries episode was a request the pizza background episode was a request so I do listen if you want to hear me ramble about a certain topic then I'm more than happy to do that if you want me to do research on anything that you don't want to do research on and report it back to you what my findings are we could do that too I guess We'll just sign off on that note. I've lost my high. I'm going to go smoke some (laughs) and hang out and try not to lucid dream tonight because I want to get some fucking sleep. No, you don't need that. Yes, I do. See, two different types of people in this world. (laughs) (laughs) I hate sleeping. And I love sleeping. That's why you hate sleeping. So you're like, let me lucid dream so I don't have to sleep. So I can just stay a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) You wild. Thank you so much, so much, so much for listening and hanging around. Thank you for everybody who's been super supportive and still listens to the podcast. Like, even after a month and a half, I was still getting messages of people who were listening and catching up on older episodes. And, like, that means a lot to me because even though I haven't been posting consistently, like, it just shows that you guys are still invested and, you know, present and supportive and wonderful. And so I thank you for that. Uh, Thank you to Glenn for always taking time out to help me figure out how to plug in two microphones and talk to me and ramble with me in my very warm <laughs> room. I appreciate it. Um, it's very hot in here, so I'm sure it's not enjoyable for him, but the things that he does for you guys. <laughs> and for you for listening, I'm always appreciative. Um, I'm going to start streaming on Twitch again if the internet allows. So if you want to come hang out in real time, that's the best way to do it we can just play some games and talk and catch up and a lot of the podcast topics come from things that we talk about in chat or like things that come up that just spark interest for me or other people there's a discord like i said there's a twitter and an instagram if you want to go follow and hang out some more and we'll see you i don't know if glenn will be here for the next episode but i will see you for the next episode i'm sure he'll be back be back eventually 
I'm always back. <laughs> True. She's <laughs> always around. <laughs> I'll be here giving us two cents in no time. And yeah, we'll see you guys hopefully next week. Have a good week. Stay wonderful. Stay beautiful. If no one has told you lately, you are loved. You matter. You are worthy and you are capable. And if things aren't looking so great right now, they will get better. And we're always here for you to listen and be your friend. So have a good weekend. Have a good week. Be productive or be unproductive. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Stay high. Let's go smoke some weed. Let's go. Let's go.